Hey, it's Pam Hendrickson, and thanks for joining me on my business blog, where I'm here to help you take your content and your products and services to that next level for you. What I want to talk about today is based on something we all learned in grade school. I'm guessing you're familiar with the phrase, don't judge a book by its cover. Well, why do you think we say that? Because of course, we all do it. In fact, research shows that we judge a book, a piece of content, or anything that's put in front of us in about four seconds flat. First impressions count. If we like what we see, we'll open up the book, or metaphorically, whatever it is that got our attention, and we'll invest our time in learning more. But if we aren't hooked from the get-go, we'll quickly turn our attention somewhere else without giving it a second thought. This also happens in one-on-one relationships. In a typical job interview, according to research done by Florida State, Clemson, and Old Dominion University, 4.9% of interviewers decide about their candidate's fit within the first minute. 25.5%, a quarter of the interviewers, decide within the first five minutes. And overall, almost 60%, technically it's 59.9% of decisions were made about job candidates within the first 15 minutes. So how can you use this to your advantage in your business? The key is you've got to put some thought into how you come across so you project a strong image and impression about who you are and the quality of your products and services. Think about it this way. Let's say you have a physical store or shop, and maybe you do. If you have a brick and mortar type business, then you know what I'm talking about. But when you go into a shop or a store, what do you notice? How are the items displayed on the shelves? Is it a cluttered mess? Or is it an organized, neat display of the products and services they have to offer? How are the employees dressed? Is the store clean? Is it well lit? Is it functionally efficient so you can get what you need and get out? The great news is that when you know what's important, it's super easy to create a compelling package and experience that represents the true value of your brand. Here are five tips to help you, and be sure to jot them down as I go through each one. Number one is your visual brand. This has to do with how you wrap your package. Of course, it includes your logo and your branding, and if you are your brand, how you show up. I was asked a great question recently by one of our family members in our community, Irene, who said, you know, I understand how important it is to be real and authentic and how to create emotion, but how do I do this and still stay professional? The answer to this is you have to make sure that the visual impression you're giving is brand representative, meaning is it neat and clean and clear and compelling. So if you don't have a logo for your company, or you can have it for your product or service, you can use that as your logo as well, but you need a logo. It's important to get one. And 99designs, by the way, is a great place to go and get a logo crowdsourced inexpensively. So you have a lot of options. But getting you down to a clean logo, which could even just be a stylized font of your name or your company or product line, but a clean logo that visually represents what you do and what you're about is so important in today's world. And then when you connect with your audience, whether it's on live or on live video or chat or webinars or a pre-recorded presentation, pay attention to the background, those little details, and what the overall visual picture looks like. As my mom would say, comb your hair and brush your teeth. As silly as it sounds to say this stuff, though, I think a lot of times we're in so much of a hurry or we're so focused in on the message or the details of what we're doing, we miss the forest for the trees, and it can result in a brand presentation that turns people off. It's why I personally don't appreciate it when people cuss in a product or a training or a live event. 
I feel like when we deliver our message or our content, we become a guest in our customers' homes. So why do anything that might offend or risk offending our customers? It's not how a guest would act, and it's not how I think we should act either when people are giving us the privilege of their time and attention. Tip number two is your emotional connection. This is also part of your brand. I read an article in the Harvard Business Review recently. They were talking about a study that was done across businesses, and here's what they discovered. When customers had an emotional connection with the company and the brand, it doubles the lifetime value of the customer. Think about this. One of the most important measures of how we're doing in business isn't just new sales, but I think a more important measurement is what is the monetary value of that customer to your business over the lifetime of your relationship with them. Lifetime customer value. Because money is nothing more than a measurement of the value that we're adding, right? So we all know that we connect and engage with emotion. People make decisions based on emotion and then they justify those decisions with logic. But it starts with emotion. So what are you doing to connect with the meaning behind what your products and services do? One of my dear colleagues, clients, and friends, Ryan Levesque, he's creator of the Ask Method, something you definitely should check out if you haven't already. But he tells the story of when he first started out in his orchid business. See, he created and tested his methodology in several different niche markets, and orchids was one of them. Now, I love flowers, they're beautiful, but it took me a little bit, I have to say, to understand Ryan's emotional connection around these orchids. But when I dug underneath it, here's what Ryan shared with me. Early on in that business, he was really trying to understand his customers. He was conducting surveys and one-on-one -on -one personal interviews with clients to understand what they wanted, what they needed, and what was important to them when caring for their orchids. And he tells a story of this man he connected with, and this man was just wrought with just emotion and devastation because his orchids were dying. They were like this dried-out stick, and he couldn't figure out what to do to bring his orchids back to life. Well, it turns out that man's wife had died recently and those orchids were her babies and he said every morning he would sit in his chair and drink his coffee and watch as she would tend to these orchids and care for them and you know prune them and make sure that they were in the right light and these orchids were so meaningful and special to her and so when she passed on those orchids became his responsibility they were in his care it's how he became connected to his wife and his memory and how he still felt close to her so when you understand those stories behind why your product or service is important to your customer, it changes everything. All of a sudden, an orchid, a flower that I personally struggle to keep alive, became a vehicle of connection for a man who lost his beloved. When we can care about our products and services and our customers at that level, it's going to leak out and it's going to show up in our results. And we can, when we can help our customers access those same emotions that are already inside of them, this is when the magic happens. And together, you and your customer are transformed to another level. Emotion counts. It's an important part of your brand. Brand tip number three is your relationship with your customers. Your most important asset in your business, or one of the top ones anyway, is your reputation. This is something that takes time to build, but as we all know, in the age of social media and the internet, it can also be shot down in about two seconds online. Now, this doesn't mean you have to be perfect. We're all human, and your customers certainly understand that. But at the end of the day, overall, either they feel honored, supported, and taken care of, or they don't. It's as simple as that. So part of your brand is your relationship with your customers. One of my favorite quotes, you may have heard me say it before, is it's not how much you care about your customers, it's how much they feel cared for. 
This is a huge part of your brand. Which brings me to the next brand tip, number four, is the people around you, your support team and your staff. How your team shows up and represents you to your audience and your customers is a direct reflection of you. If you have a scarcity mindset or run your business out of fear or frustration, that's going to rub off on your team, which is going to rub off on your customers. Whatever you're transmitting from within you to your team is going to leak out in so many ways to your audience. It's something we have to be aware of and think about. When I was at Tony Robbins, and it's a mentality my husband and I have really tried very hard to uphold since we've been out and on our own in our own business, but at Tony Robbins and in our business as well, there's a rule that there are no bad days. Now, you might have a bad moment. We all do. But it's your ability to recover from these moments to create an empowering environment for you and your team that really makes the difference. Empower your team to make a difference for your customers. And then tip number five is the actual product delivery and experience. This has an impact on your brand impression. Now, I had the good fortune of learning in environments and with organizations and people who put customer experience and product value first. In fact, my dad was a project engineer for Corning Glassworks for over 40 years. To this day, my kitchen is full of pots and pans and Pyrex and dishes that are perfectly good. In fact, I could never even tell what was wrong with them in the first place. They've lasted for decades. But the reason I have all of these pots and pans in my kitchen is that my dad never let a single product go through the production line that wasn't 100% up to standard. I have a kitchen of stuff to prove it. Years later, when I was at Tony Robbins and we first did our internet-style product launch, the first one, we were working with marketer Frank Kern. And as we're preparing this promotion, Frank says to me, hey, Pam, you know what? Let's limit the promotion to 800 units. It was a physical product. And I thought, oh, yeah, wow, I'm really on the inside now because this is some clear marketing strategy and mojo, some ploy that's going to lead to more sales. That's really smart on Frank's part. So I want to understand more behind it. So I go to Frank and I'm like, Frank, so tell me more about what's behind this and why we're limiting this. $800. I really want to know. And Frank looked at me like I was a crazy person. His reply was, Pam, this is not some ploy. Tony has an impeccable reputation with his products and services, and we need to make absolutely sure that whatever you sell, you can deliver. And talking with your warehouse and support team, 800 units is about the limit of what your team feels they can deliver with a world-class experience. Boom. I was schooled. And that lesson lasted forever. Never sacrifice long-term profits for short-term gain. Sell what you know you can deliver and build your brand by focusing on your customer's experience and results. So these are the five tips to creating a great brand impression and experience with your audience. Number one, your visual brand. How are you wrapping your package? Do you have a nice logo and color scheme to make things look good? Two, how are you creating an emotional connection with your customers? Remember, that's worth a lot when it comes to the lifetime value of your customer. Number three, your relationships with your customers. How do you interact and engage with them? And how do they feel about you and your business and working with you? Number four, your staff and support team. Are they empowered to do the right thing by your audience? And then number five, your overall product delivery and experience. Is it world-class and impeccable? See, great branding isn't just about a fancy logo and an ad agency coming up with a super juicy look for your design. It's about the entire experience you create for your audience and how you take care of them in the process. So what's your brand impression right now? If you had to give yourself a score on a scale of 0 to 10, where would you fall? And what's one thing you can do this week to help improve that score? Go ahead and post your answer in the comments below and what you learned from what I shared in this session. Now, just so I can go first, my first year in business, I would rate myself at about a four. 
Now, my visual brand was awesome. I had amazing graphic designers and video people and all that visual stuff. But I didn't know what I didn't know, and I wasn't able to translate that into my true overall brand value with my audience. I had to learn the hard way. So let me know your comments. And of course, I appreciate your likes and shares on this post. It helps me know that we're taking great care of you with this free content that I'm putting out for you. And finally, if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to join our community by entering your name and email on the box on the right side of this page. I promise we're all on board to take amazing care of you. So thanks so much for joining me and let's go out and touch some lives together. After all, that's what will make it a great day. Bye for now.